Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And Dr. Squee. Ahoy, hoy. And we're here to talk about, oh, are you getting all nautical there? You all up on the latest Doctor Who? I was actually just thinking, bizarrely enough, I was just thinking about um, that episode of The Simpsons where um, uh, Burns um, just starts answering the phone like that. Ahoy, hoy. Oh, I think I vaguely remember that one. Yeah, but that's still yeah. well. That when the Simpsons were still good. Yeah, I mean back then, yeah. way back in yeah, the day. Yeah. yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Like the Simpsons. Yeah, not really been good for twenty years, but there you go. <laughs> Never mind. Um, yes, but anyway, we're not here to talk about the Simpsons. We're here to talk about the latest episode. Yeah, Re Simpsons is later. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, can you imagine? Well, let's not talk about Doctor Who. Uh, no, no. Well, you know what? It was. Uh, I, I thought it was inoffensive. It it didn't make yes. me angry. It didn't it didn't make me anything really. I was just like, yeah. oh, it was a thing that happened for two hours. Yeah. You are correct. That, that was, was a thing that happened for an hour. Sorry. That was an yeah. episode of Doctor Who that was inoffensive. Yeah, which all build up. I was expecting more. Yeah, <laughs> when it's a special before a regeneration, man. Did, yeah, there were that silly one with David Tennant and the bus, weren't there in the desert? Oh, that's a great episode. There were there were not much to it. Even that would improve on the um, love interest, which we've not had in any way, any level of chemistry of thought, including this episode. But there's all the chemistry of her going, oh, I really fancy Doctor. Yeah, and the Doctor going, yeah, kind of fancy you. Ain't going to happen, though, is it? Yeah, yeah, there you go. After, anyway. like, as I say, two series of them being together and no kind of hint yeah. of any relationship no, or any yeah. feelings or any kind of stolen moments, it's, nothing. It's almost like they're trying to artificially inflate the emotional stakes because there's a regeneration coming. <laughs> it felt like getting to the end of the last series of Discovery, that's all I'm saying. Even if they oh. do something spectacular, they haven't earned it. Yeah, very true. Having said that, though, did Sophie Aldred not tell you she were coming back when you interviewed her? It did not come up, but she'd, she'd written you that book. You the only person she didn't tell. <laughs> <laughs> she, I think, I mean, I think she might have hinted that there might be some conversation. On that. <coughs> she did say that she'd spoken to Rusty Davies, so she'd kind oh. of implied it might happen once he takes over. Oh, maybe it Maybe will. there's a second one. How cool um, would that be if Ace was the new companion again? That'd be the only cool. thing which I'm really against is there's rumours that some people uh, which have been flying around for a little while about the idea that because RTD's coming back, David Tennant would come back to the Doctor. Ah, oh, no, 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 that's... As much as I will have him in a million Doctor Who specials, to have yeah, the nah. Doctor go back is just... Somebody's just yeah. made that up. Anyway, right, yeah, so that, that was a little preview of our Doctor Who trek and um, <laughs> all our other pop culture rubbish that we've yeah. been watching this week. Anyhow... We do watch quite a lot of telly. What we are really here to talk about is Monsters, the latest episode of Picard, which I, I think I, I was pretty much on the money saying it was going to be inside Picard's head and there was going to be something behind a door. and Yeah. But I think what we did with it was really, really interesting and we've been looking oh. forward to talking about it. So 
Oh, yeah. man, this is the most I've watched any episode of this series of Picard, and most I've rewatched um, anything I can think of. If anything, if I get around to rewatching something once, it's good. It, like after in its original run week, three times I watched this, and I would have been a fourth if there wasn't a uh, friend on the radio earlier I wanted to listen to. It was amazing. I think you're right that they do kind of rely on a few, a few tropes in there. There's yeah, a few kind right. of familiar things from TV. However, what they do with it is whole cloth original. When I was first watching it, I knew I was going to really like it because at the beginning I was like, I don't know if I like this. And when it makes you that nervous, mm. <laughs> you, you should feel like that. You should feel excited because they're doing something new, something that's never been done on Star Trek. I don't think in this really, yeah, really I mean, earnest way. No, you're right. Not, not in the... Not in the emotional way we've done it. There's always been, certainly in TNG, when you did sort of surreal inside people's well, heads. Well, I think of the data ones. Yeah, there, there was always yeah. a bit of detachment and it was more sciency. And we'd always have sort of constant cutbacks going, oh, his neuron levels are too high and we need to stabilise this. And yeah, but there was none of that. They just kind of let the the drama play out to itself in this one, which, yeah. No, there was a bit of that. It was a little bit. No, no. I mean the the emotional heft of like I look. I've said it a lot, but Patrick Stewart's performance in this whole series, but this episode mainly is just astounding. The yeah. level of emotional kind of depth you get to that we've never seen on Star Trek. I don't think this has ever been this kind of real world gritty emotion. When he talked about like um, right at the beginning, when he's kind of laughing at his own identity. And how, like, he's so obvious. And, you know, oh, it's only because he um, does this, does the man become interesting. Mm. And he's kind of mocking himself. Like, yeah. And for Picard to get to that stage of being able to even talk like that, even in a dream world, as opposed to when he was sort of like Captain the Enterprise and very reserved, it's just amazing. Yeah, the whole sort of setup, like the, the dynamic they had in those ready room scenes, it was. Almost, I feel like they were tapping into like Patrick Stewart's theatre roots there. It felt almost like a two-man play, like something yeah. something Samuel Samuel Beckett or someone had write where you've got. Yeah. In fact, didn't Beckett do? I one saw called? him in a Johnson over Jehovah, which is I'm coming to play right. Bless you. <laughs> but he's brilliant in that. He never leaves the stage. Yeah, this is it. Where, where what you don't realise when you're going in. Is he's already on stage? He, he's laid in the bed. Oh, right. At the start, and you come in, and he's been there for the whole time that you're coming in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just lays for, must be half an hour or so, three quarters of an hour. Yeah, waiting for everyone to. Flat on the bed. From when the doors open, yeah. I mean, yeah. and uh, the, the guy who played Balsar and Battlestar Galactica, the, the therapist here, yeah. I don't know what we call yeah. him. James. So we'll Callis. say the therapist. Uh, yeah, James Sales. I thought he was really great. And you, you could kind of see them being related as well, something about yeah. their faces and their kind of voices kind of match. So that was really cool. Yeah, the sort of... Very well chosen. Yeah, a Cylon there in, interviewing the synthetic being. <laughs> oh, I'm yes. sorry. By the way, spoilers that they're related. <laughs> yeah, on a sort of meta level. I mean, Baltar wasn't a Cylon, was he? he had a, yeah. it, it, no, he wasn't. He had a Cylon in his head. But he wasn't actually one of the Cylons, unless I've watched Battlestar Galactica wrong. He obviously wrong. was one of the Cylons because he walked off with... Um, no, that was... At the end of the went through time. Yeah, but that was, that was Head Baltar. That was 
that were spoilers for the finale of Battlestar Galactica. But thank you. That, that was the angel that she'd been seeing, just like he'd been seeing the red one. Anyway, anyway. Um, so the red yes. angel, don't go there. Oh yes, yes. So yeah, James Callis, brilliant. And they they do both seem to be giving it a lot of theatre in these early scenes. And the interplay between them is brilliant. Like you said, you've got this thing with Picard. He's sort of playing this, you know, I don't want to be psychoanalyzed kind of thing. And he, he's trying to preempt it and guess it and head him off at the pass, as it were, with you're going to tell me this and you're going to tell me that. And... I, yeah, that. But you can see that 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 is Picard. He was always funny about getting his doctor's appointments and yeah. everything. Yeah. And it wasn't often that he went to Council of Troy. You know, very briefly, sort of after Best of Both Worlds. But you know, we we didn't see that often to say we had a councillor as one of our main crew members, and we saw everyone else going to her at some point. But Picard never did. And, yeah, it's interesting to see that level of it. And I suppose, metaphorically in his head, is it a sort of subconscious acknowledgement of someone's trying to get at a secret I've got and that manifests itself literally as a psychiatrist trying to get into his psyche? You know, I don't know, but... I love the idea that uh, the mind plays tricks on you and it's just... You'd believe in that moment he doesn't realise that he's actually talking to his dad as a psychiatrist. It, like, it doesn't mentally all click. Yeah. And that seems really perfectly real, that, that that's the way it happens. You know, it's, that he only works it out as we find out. That's the way I kind of certainly took it. And it's it's interesting, like, the setting of it as well. Like, it's the, presumably it's the Enterprise E yeah. room. Whereas when he was dreaming slash having a nightmare involving Data in season one, it was the Enterprise D's 10 forwards. So it, it's interesting that his, these mindscapes are, are both taking place in familiar locales to him. But Jim, he could care about two Enterprises, you know. He doesn't just have to care about no, the D. I, I know he right. can. Which but... sounds very different than I meant it. Fair point. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, the, the point I'm making is, do, does this... We all know he loved the deed, but that's not the only thing he loves. But does that speak to what's going on here? Because this is much more adversarial than what was going on with Data. So, you know, why does he place that this antagonistic presence in the Enterprise E rather than the Enterprise D? Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I've got the answer to it, but I find it interesting. Yeah. Also, if we're going down the route of the D, maybe it's because the E is longer. What does that say, people? Mm. Just saying, we're going to go for a Freudian analysis here. It's longer but not thicker. Exactly. What would Freud say now? I have no idea. And the Enterprise E, the head can't detach. Um, it can actually, according to some sources. Like if it's banjo, banjo string goes or yeah, something. Yeah, it's meant to be able to. Yeah. I don't know. Right, we're getting a, a bit, maybe a bit too Freudian now, but um, did this remind anyone else a little bit of the the famous scenes with David Warner, you know, this idea of there being someone there to interrogate Picard and trying to get at something maybe, that is not... Maybe the reason it's on the, in the E is the E's a bit of 
uh, not as well lit as the Enterprise D. <laughs> maybe the so. The lighting's yeah. more subdued. Yeah. So maybe fits into that sort of aesthetic of. Maybe also, it, the idea is it's it's disorienting Picard and it it disorients the viewers because we don't know the ready room on the Enterprise E, yeah. whereas we're very familiar with the Enterprise D's ready room. So we'd almost feel a bit cosy and at home if that was the location. But, yeah, no, just when the scene first started, before you see uh, James Callis, you you hear him talking and he's got that British accent and it just reminded me the way this almost sort of staccato way he was speaking reminded me a little bit of the way Gold Madrid starts off where he's reading his serial number, you know, and I just I thought maybe that's perhaps a little bit of an intentional callback to this other interrogation Picard had. Um, interpretation. But um, other things I noticed, like, when you know, the again, spoilers, but when, when you know it's his dad, I picked up on a few more things. Like, some of the things that he says, you could interpret these as he's saying them within the context of being a, psycho, a psychologist. But these are easily things his dad could have said to him. Like, there's a bit where he says, I have to prove to someone I've spent an hour with you. And you think, his dad might have been saying that to him. You know, if this is an absent dad who doesn't spend too much time with him, and he's yeah. almost saying, look, son, we're going to have some fun together because your mum wants to know that we've done it. You know, and I just thought, oh, that's really... <laughs> Yeah, I, I think there's even particular that. words. They, I think there's particular words they deliver in a certain way on purpose because it was only on the third watching. I know certain words that at the end of sentences, it's almost like they are saying, "This, well, you'll get this later." You know, yeah, yeah, when he yeah. goes, it's yeah. something like, um, "Pay attention," or there's just something at the end of a line, and they just hit it just right so that it doesn't, it doesn't feel out of place in the line. Mm. But if you're well, watching you it back, you could die a thousand ways. Because what did you say? Yeah. yeah, and that Straight obviously afterwards, comes and back. he doesn't yeah. answer him, but he comes in later. He literally tells you that you should be paying attention to this. Yeah, yeah. No, it's very, very clever, very lead writing again, which we've said quite a few times this season. But it's great. I'm glad they do it. Um, so yeah, Picard starts with the story of the red-haired woman. I thought, well, here we go. This is going to be Beverly Crusher. He's talking about, but no, it's his <laughs> mum. And this, of course, reminds us of Elliot's theory that Picard secretly murders red-headed women's husbands. And <laughs> so there you go. Maybe that's a clue as to where we're going. I don't know. Okay. Um, Can I also just just before he goes into the story, that bit where he does say about like, um, so he he said that he was claustrophobic, mm, which yeah. sort of isn't borne out in any Star Trek. No. We'll go past that. He got some therapy somewhere along the way. We'll just ignore that. And then he goes. And then I go to space where I'm just surrounded by holograms. No, it says that uh, the man who's scared of um, confined spaces chooses yeah. to work in outer space. With his only so, companions as holograms, I'm sure. He no, it says where, where, where he did. chooses to work in outer space. So he's talking about, I'm, I'm con- I'm, so I don't like confined spaces. So I've chosen somewhere that's oh, yeah. totally that like mentioned. That bit I got, but I'm sure he mentioned Sonogram. He did mention yeah. so I think what he's getting at is like the irony of the the holodeck that the only way you can experience a wide open space on a ship is in a fake. Oh, I get you. Yeah. yeah I get so I think that's what he was it. getting at. Um 
And yeah, so they're talking about his mum, and obviously this is how we, we feed back to these flashes that we've had throughout the series. And we get it very obviously hit on the head here where he says, I don't want to be like my dad, I want to be like you. So obviously establishing the relationship between them. And before we get back to that, then we do get a little bit with Raffi and Seven where they're sort of joking about the Rios says, oh, Gerati kissed me. And then they sort of start gossiping like, no, not having that again. We're not going yeah, through all not that. Not having that start up again. And the, there's almost like this playful thing of, no, we're the main couple. We don't want them to see <laughs> oh, that. I love that. Like, I love yeah. that. Their, their, their kind of relationships really come to life in this series in a way I didn't feel in the first one. It's yeah. really great. Well, it's good. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah the, the first one, well... It, it just appeared in the last episode, didn't it? It was like they were holding hands and you were like, oh, okay, that's a thing now. Um, Talyn then, obviously we'll get to the revelation about Talyn, but very heavily foreshadowed earlier on where she puts this earpiece on as part of the device that she's going to go into his mind with. Yeah, and it's all uh, pointed. Yeah, the earpiece yeah. is made for a pointed ear. You know, so... Yeah... I mean, it makes sense when you find out her ear is pointed, but at first I thought, oh, they're just having a bit of a joke with us there, like they're, they're playing on it now. I, I was thinking they would take... When I first, the first time I watched I was thinking, oh, it's just a bit of a play on, like, um, how were who have the big thing yeah, yeah, yeah. in, in the original series. And, was, yeah, I thought they were doing it on purpose for us to go, oh, she looks a bit more like Laris now with that thing on. But, yeah, very good. And... Yeah. Then, yeah, she goes into Picard's mind and you do get these sound bites and there's obviously the famous I am Locutus of Borg and a couple of his other speeches. I think one of them's from The Hunted and the other one was from... Oh... The, 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 uh, tapestry. So the the last one you hear is when he says to Q, I'd, I'd rather die the man I was than live as... Whatever it is, he yeah. says. Thank you. Couldn't put my finger on it. Yeah. So that that one's t- that one I worked out myself. Uh, the hunted. I I had to read an article to tell me which one that was from. So I missed that one. Uh, but yeah. So the how do we feel about the whole dungeon thing with monsters in it? I loved it. I I really thought. Yeah, well, it, it, I I think it's sort of that thing where it's. A, it's an old um, French house. Mm. This is established. That's got wine cellars, and wine cellars do go on. They do, yeah. Well, we got to like there were tunnels in it earlier, and I thought yeah. we were on for a bit of Rambo, but not looking that way. Yeah, so like I have no problem that the house would have a lot of tunnels under it. No, no, no. The wine and all that. I meant more sort of in terms of like the sort of almost hammer horror like aesthetic that were. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think that's sort of like a child's memory playing on it, scary yeah. monsters. I, I mean, yeah, to, I have no problem with that. To me, this was a bit where I'm, where I meant, where, where I said <coughs> I felt kind of almost uh, nervous to begin with, and it's like, oh, I'm not sure if I like this because it was so stylistically different. Mm. And I thought it was really important because as the episode goes on, that really pays dividends how they set it up, how <laughs> yeah. they've kind of lit it what it kind of foreshadows what actually happened in his real life. I just thought that was so good. And again, to have you kind of questioning is like, this is Star Trek, but we're kind of in 
um, you know, a Dungeon and Dragons story. Yeah, it's kind it of like a bit weird. And a kid's story as well. It's just, um, it yeah, was a really it's, nice it's way. Absolutely. As Elliot says, isn't it? It's that's how him and his mum were imagining it when they were playing these games, and yeah, he's very much kind of a, a child's imagination sort of thing. What's that film? A monster calls. It's a little bit with Liam Neeson as the big monster, and that also, one's can, all about parental issues as well. Can we also do a bit of a shout out to when Picard when he's um he's there and he's got the orb in his hand and he's going it's like the woman was. Female. <laughs> yeah. 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 You're not very good at telling stories, are you? It should have. But the woman was, and I love that. They went yeah. straight from a joke, straight into a really brilliant yeah. moment. So, one, two. He should have done the story of Damok and Gilad and Gilgamesh and all that. <laughs> I didn't think of that. I'm going to... Oh, now he can't tell a story. He couldn't get yeah. enough of telling stories he told about that one really well. Friends who were princes, and one was yeah. in the mountains. And exactly. where is my friend? Yeah, he couldn't get enough of stories then, could he? Hey, I think it's more that he don't want to tell this story. Is yeah. the is the yeah, thing we're getting at? I know. Um, yeah. So Talon goes in then, and she finds young Picard and offers to help him. And young Picard scared of the monster, which we obviously interpret to be his father or his perception yeah. of his father at the time. It's that's who he's claiming to be scared of and everything. And meanwhile, with old Picard, there's banging on the door and everything. Well, can we just just with the young Picard and, yeah. and uh, when uh, Future Loris goes in, I just really love the way she's so effortless. Again, this kid's kind of all kind of really panicked and he's she's just straight away, you get she's the calming influence. She's that side of Picard. She's the person who can talk to Picard and make him feel like that mm. as a kid or now. I just thought it was just some lovely acting. Sorry, it's just such a small moment, but she just says, he goes, oh, but, but you can't just, just grab my mom. You've got to save her as well. And he goes, she goes, okay, let, let's try that. Yeah, yeah, she, she yeah she's so really well. good. I'm wondering, mm. unless... Telling turns out actually to be Laris, which I'm not ruling out. I'm not, because there's something that she says in this in this episode later on. Ooh. That gives you think Yeah, I'm wondering if she, after this, at some point goes back with her memory raised, you know, there's some kind of shenanigans there. Or maybe well, Talon... She gets exiled as Laris. Well, maybe Talon becomes... Like the the go to person for the Picard family, maybe in the future she's watching over Picard. You know, and now she's oh, learned she can because she be looked up. Yeah, someone. she looked yeah. after his great 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 step auntie or whatever Rene Picard was. So maybe it's like, oh right, now we're in the twenty fourth century. Oh, we've got Jean Luc Picard that you need to keep an eye on now because he's being dossing about on the farm and, you know, his destiny is that he's actually going to do something else. And make sure, before he goes back to the past in your timeline and meets you, you make him feel really guilty for not being emotionally open. That'll trigger off a whole series of emotional uh, breakthroughs. Well, it'll be a grandfather paradox works. He'll be like, well, if he isn't feeling like that when he goes back in time, you won't be able to help him when you're younger to deal with it. So... 
And just yeah. just whatever you do, don't let him kiss you that night when you get pissed in the vineyard. Because if you do, yeah. when he goes back, he'll be all happy and loved up, <laughs> and it just won't work. Like basically, if you could just fuck with his head a bit, that would be yeah, grand. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Play you hard weren't to... good at that. No, I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Play hard to get, but not too hard to get. Don't worry. We'll, we'll, so that it, he doesn't crack on to you too soon, we'll give you a husband. But don't worry, we'll kill him in between seasons. So. <laughs> yeah. It's all fine. He's been reassigned. He's not really dead. Javon so really, has been... You're just out and out killing people for this mission. Look, do you want to go with him or not? Yeah, look. It's his destiny, his destiny. Anyway, so, yeah, I'm not ruling out that um, Tallinn is actually Laris, but if she isn't, then this is going to be really awkward when he goes back. Like, oh, I met a, an ancestor of yours and I quite fancied a bit of her, but uh, how about me and you now, you know? But it's okay because you look just like you. Oh, that's fine then. Yeah, oh, it, absolutely fine. And, you know... Well, I, I think you're right with it being Laris. Yeah, I mean, maybe. We'll see. Where the... There's a blatant clue that it is. Go on, then. Give us your clue. Because at the end, when um, Beltar comes back and says, and there's the reveal of who's behind the door and all that, she goes to him, take that pain, you're going to use it to save uh, hundreds of worlds, or you're going to use that mm. to save... How would she know what Picard had been doing? That's a very good point. Yeah, if she's from this point in time, yeah. Yeah, how would she know what he had done in his future? Yeah. When it isn't his future, her past. So it could be like we said with Kirk, with um, Picard having studied all his missions. No, I think Larry, I think Talon is Laris yeah. when she's younger. Oh, no, no, but I'm saying, like, in the established stuff that we've known so far, isn't oh. she from the future? Oh, so okay, so, yeah, unless Picard... But Picard you she's come back in time as well? Well, just, I, I mean, yeah, because the Gary Seven thing, I always got mm. the future Gary Seven was from the future, so no, I just kind of assumed... No, they were sort of uh, taken out of their time. Yeah, they were... Put into watching, there was no time travel with them. I don't think so, but no. It, I think it was, okay. in, I think it was implied in Gary Seven... That the sort of made ageless, that he'd yeah. been trained on their planet for hundreds of years before oh. coming back to Earth. So if she's taken out of time, we don't know what time she's from. She could have just been a big no, Picard she, fan. No, that they make them that the door age that this, whichever aliens it is that use them as watchers, mm. they they literally stop them aging so they can be trained and carry out these missions and stuff. You know so what? She could, if, she could be hundreds of years old by Picard's time. If we have time, which we don't, uh, we should we should have really done an episode on Assignment Earth, but we didn't know it was going to be such a big part of this season <laughs> no. when we did our build-up to this season. But there you go. So, yeah, I think... We might have to do an extra long episode one week. Maybe, Chuck and yeah. Go seven. Um, I think Talon gets older... And in a few hundred years, gets assigned to watch over Picard, and she's like, yeah. "Oh, I met that fella a few hundred years ago when I was looking after his great great." Well, it's great. quite possible that like, she's had to nudge the Picard family all the way that's, through. That's what I think. Yeah. Like, I, I, I'm going to go a slight tweak on the theory because I love that theory, but I reckon she's going to end up. Yeah, at the end of it, she's going to break some rules of kind of like getting involved. She will sort of save the day, but as a punishment, sort of like the punishment they gave Kirk when they gave him a new ship. 
they'll send her back in time to be, become a baby and grow up to be... Ah, interesting. Yeah, okay. Like, I know if exile is the punishment... <laughs> no, I think there might be that sort of, I'll see you in a couple of hundred years. Maybe. At the end of it. Maybe. We'll catch up in a couple of hundred years and talk about yeah. it. Could be. Well, we'll Could find be. out in a couple of weeks, but... Um, yeah, so the monsters attack Talon... And meanwhile, all while all this is going on, we get a bit more of Rios and Teresa. And I like that Teresa's having none of it. Like she's like, "Look, yeah. I've gone along with you, but you don't lock the door in my surgery. Yeah, you, don't lock, you don't lock my clinic from me." <laughs> yeah, I like that yeah. she's not having any of it there. And I totally saw it from her point of view because first of all, she, he locks the door. Then she st- he starts coming towards her like a creep. Yeah. Like you can totally see it from her point of view how crazy you look at this episode. Yeah, and eventually he decides, right, the best thing to do is to let her come in and see Talon with the white eyes and then... Keep an open mind. <laughs> yeah, then take them all to my ship a little bit later. But I like all the stuff with Rios and everything and, of course, he gets to repeat Kirk's or a Well, it does a the cards going into, like, a fit. So he has to... Have them beam a medical device in. Yeah. <laughs> They've made it so that no one, no one can say, oh, no, they're just copying the Undiscovered Co- No, sorry, the uh, Voyage Home. They put so many Voyage Home references on. Oh, you yeah. can't do that. They've owned it. Like, yeah, they don't they're, aware, it, but... they're aware that they're doing <laughs> yeah. a spin on Voyage Home. You're yeah. not going to catch the writers out going, did you know that bit was from Voyage Home? <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. No. Try and mock them for it now. They signposted it yeah. way more than anyone yeah. else. Yeah, it's a great line. And it's one of them where when you're a fan, you're like, oh, is he going to say it? When she says, are you from out of space? You're like, oh, go on. Is he going to? And on, he does. He, 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 and he does. Yeah. He does the well, most. No, I'm from Chile. I'm just yeah, working it, out with space. Oh, you are not enjoying the meal in the way this man did when he was delivering this line. No, no yeah. I'm from Chile. I only, I kind of like, I, I work in outer space, okay? <laughs> he really just devours and, every single syllable. And the good thing about it is that he does say the line, like, that we sort of went through, like, cinema went through that meta phase where we didn't want to acknowledge things. And so you end up with absolute rubbish, like in the, some of the Terminator sequels, where they don't say, I'll be back, but they say things like, I won't be back, or she'll be back, or I'm yeah. back. It's yeah. like, just say, I'll be back. Just say the line. Or in um, The Amazing Spider-Man, where they didn't want to have Uncle Ben say, with great power, again. So they had oh him say God, this... Oh, my God, that voicemail at the end. They, they had wanted him, to say that at the end. Yeah, like, they, they had him say this really torturous thing, where he's saying... Um, oh, my, I always have this mantra that if you have abilities, then you should do the right thing. And it's like, I'll oh, just say it. It doesn't matter. And well, they've kind of retconned the that in No Way Home. So The fact they hadn't said it throughout the whole film, and then right at the end, they've got that voicemail. And you go, oh, this was such a clever way of doing it. I'm glad they made us wait. Now, to live the line, Ben, why are the credits rolling? What the... Mm, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's an extra slap in the face. They've kind of retconned it in No Way Home because spoilers for No Way Home. Good. But Andrew Garfield goes, "Oh yeah, my uncle Ben said that." No, he didn't. He said this really <laughs> long, drawn out <laughs> bullshit thing. But if you want to think he did, that's fine. 
Um, anyway, so that that's from the Marvel podcast. That again, we'll do at some when we retire. <laughs> when we retire, we'll just we Marvel. <laughs> we'll do we'll do everything when we retire. Or uh, win the lottery. Man. Spidery man. Yeah, we'll do it. Yes. Yeah, Spanish. Yeah, I like it. Different yeah. spelling. Um, yeah, so the... I don't know quite... I don't get the logic of... Right, we've beamed in our space-agey device, but I need yes. the doctor to use it, even though yeah. she do not got a clue what she's doing. And what, he what describes it, it to her. And like, yeah, and also when he's going going on the comms to, to get it sent down, like he's on the um the communicator and he's saying it's like, um, yeah, need a brain thing, it's for Picard. Oh, great. Yeah. I know exactly what you want then. Here you go. And then <laughs> and like it was that easy for them to identify which brain thing they yeah. were. But then yeah. for him to go, that was the complicated thing. Yeah, that's that's it, it took a medical professional to do that. Do you reckon this is just Rios's the this is like He's flirting. He's like, I'm gonna make her think that she's doing the the magic. Whereas, yeah, yeah. anybody could have waved that. But I, yeah. I want her to feel. You're just putting close to him in a little fixing. Yeah, I want I want her <laughs> to feel that she's important because she'll be more impressed when I show her my ship in a minute. Yeah, I mean, for such a well written episode, that was a pretty shit. Yeah, it <laughs> just it just makes no sense. Like it worked last week. They went, oh, a medical scanner's not a doctor. We need a doctor, but it's. Like, you know, it just, it makes no sense. Well, if, if you'd had someone on the ship or even the computer set, you know, describing what you have to do, it's like, you will need it by this ventricle or this, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. medical jargon in there. Which is all just that to wave Yeah. Well, like <laughs> yeah. A, big, a big hologram. Turn the, Turn the LEDs on and wave it and that's how it works. Rios, could you not yeah. operate this? I'm not a doctor. Come on, only you can do that thing. Then he could have got the other line in. He could have been like, oh, "I'm a pilot, not a doctor." Or so, yeah, he, could have, he can just have everybody's catchphrase. Can Rios now? Don't worry. Here's a tablet. What will that do? Well, it'll grow his kidneys back. They should have done that. Actually, that's what they should have been down their brain tablet. Oh, oh yeah. When when they were going through the no, it should have been when he's going through the um the clinic, and you've got all these people sat around. Yeah, he just gets sits talking to one, drops the tablet, goes in. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been. We still might get that before the end of this <laughs> yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, these writers know what they're doing. I'm not going to question them. Yeah. Uh, so back to Picard then, and we get the revelation that it is his father that he's seeing, and that's a really charged moment where, and I love, well, don't love it, it's horrible, but um, the way the dad sort of negs Picard, like it has this line about, you lived longer, but I kept my hair. And it, it's just this horrible, petty dad thing of, like, having a little dig at his son, like, yeah, yeah, you, yeah, but, you know, you know, I didn't go bald. And no, it, it does just, by the time he's old. Well, yes, this is the thing that people are getting apoplectic yeah, like, about. I have, I have no problem with him having hair here and him being bald in tapestry. Because no, I what, don't. 10 or 15 years age difference between the two yeah. also, representations. I think for one reference in one episode, look, okay, we're all nerds. We all love our yeah. continuity. I'm not saying I'm above it. I'm just saying to get this episode, to get him playing that Picard's dad. Yeah, exactly. you've got to give the character Yeah. 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 Sorry. I mean, yeah. arguably, have good arguably, had they not put that line in... It wouldn't have been a problem. It's the way he says it implies that I died with a full head of hair. 
Yeah, but then you've got that, this is the child's view of him. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't matter. You've got to remember, guys, that Star Trek, up to this moment, they've never had a continuity problem with anything that's happening. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's happened in the past. I mean, I hope everyone enjoyed the eugenics war during the 90s. That was a fucking rager, wasn't it? But apart from from this, they've never had anything. No, no, that's it. This is the first ever. That's why it's made such big news this week, because it is the first ever continuity error in, in certainly Star in Star Trek possibly in television yeah. so yeah. you yeah. know but anyway it, I, I just like the again just the implication that it gives to what their relationship is like that this man is condescending to Picard in a moment that you don't need to be it's almost a bit like his brother. You can see his brother kind of takes after his dad and Picard takes after his mum. That seems yeah. to be the implication. And it also felt like it. it's like Picard had to have this moment. He had to play it out how he remembered him before you get the moment of breakthrough when he reveals what his dad was yeah. actually like. Like, he's repressed that memory so so much. It's almost like it was the defence mechanism of his evil dad that, that became yes. more powerful in that moment. It kind of fits... And then when he delivers the word, again, it was just the kind of some of the nuances and some of the performances here. When he goes, father. Yeah. And it's like, it, it, that's an impossible line to deliver correctly. And he did it. Yeah. Like, that should be, because you've got to sound childish without it sounding ridiculous and breaking the mood. And, and he spits that out so perfectly. And like you've also got this. to say it to a younger actor, but make it believable that that power dynamic yeah. and that relationship yeah. is there. You know, and Impossible line to sell. And he sells the shit out of it. Yeah. It's great. No, I thought that was brilliant. And yeah, then... the. We get this, the revelation seems to be that his mother was suffering from some kind of mental condition. It's implied it might be bipolar disorder. Yeah. Um, because he says, and she, like, wouldn't you know, get, she wouldn't get treatment. Yeah, it says she has moments of great happiness and great despair. And during one of these episodes, she uh, abandoned Picard, basically, got his foot stuck in the wine cellar. And That's- Stuck reveal as well, like where they keep on saying, like the kid Picard, he says, you seem to be stuck, and adult Picard says he's stuck. Mm. And yeah. it just seems so obviously metaphorical, and then it's just literally stuck. Yeah, it's it's, it's, stuck and thing. so she's unknow- <sighs> unknowingly um, potentially left the child in danger, which obviously his father has to step in at this point. And... That's kind of as much as we get of the story this week, which is oh, yeah, probably it's, my only it, big it goes criticism on else, but the door's about to open and it, yeah, oh, it comes th- out of the dream. And I've got a pitch for that. I reckon he, Picard, young Picard is going to let out his mum at some point. She's going to do something bad. And then uh, adult Picard, like Daddy Picard's going to take the rap for it. Ooh, and so yeah. the Picard, that's why Picard had to, like, he got so convinced by his dad. It's like, right, anyone else, this is what happened. I did it. I let her out. And that's when shit went down. It's all my fault. And that's helped build up this evil uh, yeah. dad in his mind. Oh, yeah. Oh, Picard causes it. But his dad leave, leads him to believe that he, his dad, did it. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Yeah, that, I that exactly. Yeah. No, that, no, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 I, I, I like the fact that 
he he tells him it as a cover story, but it, Picard's just taking it on board as what happened. He was he was told time and again, yeah. General Ross, this is the only answer you give. Yeah. And then it's I, given him a bad I've guy against to, his mum. I've tried to find out how old this actor was just to sort of basically play a certain age mm. to get an idea how impressionable, but on IMDb, because he's a child actor, a young child actor, yeah, you, you don't are. put the ages on. Yeah, you so won't get much. I'm not sure what, and I can't find any reference it's certainly in his, of what age he's meant to be playing. It's certainly in his formative years. You know, It's meant to ten? be a, a very young man, yeah. I was thinking 10 <clears throat> around that age. Maybe, maybe younger by a year or so, but not a lot more. Yeah, around 10, I'd say. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I can see it going that way. As I say, my, my only sort of criticism here is that we, we do snap out of this really quickly. And I feel like we deserve a conclusion to this thread this season. Like, I don't feel like this should be dragged out till next season. And I, I'll feel a little bit shortchanged if we don't revisit this within the next yeah. couple of weeks. I think you're right. It has to be this series. This is um, they've done such a good job of such a complete story so far. If they don't nail the landing, yeah, they have to land the immediate story. You can go on to bigger events, which are caused yeah. by whatever's happening with the Q continuum, which we speculated maybe they're a bit unstable at the moment. I think that's the way it's going. That would be a great lead into the next series, and that's when you get the next gen crew in. That would yeah, be wonderful. Yeah. They finished this past story, ready to line up that one. Yeah, not, I feel like not storylines like this. Yeah, we deserve an end yeah, to this bit of it. Yeah, a little bit. And, I, and to be honest, the way the season is going, they don't seem to be missing a trick. No, no. And I'd be, I'd be surprised if they didn't manage, if they didn't tie everything up. Everything is very structured with the the whole season. You can see, we've, we've said this pretty much all the way through, but you can tell this has been well written. They know exactly where it's going. There's no sort of, right, we're starting on point A, it's episode one, we want to get to point Z, episode 10. And that's and then we'll just move in the middle, which is yeah, what yeah, happened in yeah. season yeah. one. I think <laughs> also... Is, we... No, this happens episode one, this happens episode two. But the, the thing I'm really enjoying is, and I can already see it come together in my mind, and I can't wait till the series is finished to watch it as one whole piece, because I can already... Picture like that wonderful episode with Girati singing and then going into this episode. And mm. I can see how it's going to weave together so well. There's going to be such a satisfying long watch as well as the yeah. weekly kind of finding out. Yeah. Things. It's just, it's going to be great. Speaking of singing yeah. though, we get Patrick Stewart's misses this episode. Yeah. Um, I saw the ad on Facebook <laughs> for the album or the single. Yeah. Thing. So there we go. Um, but it's all. Just in service of Girati's, she only gets a little bit of storyline this week, but she goes. I do she want a soundtrack a for that. I do you want are? a soundtrack from this. Sorry, I just, just can say I did want a soundtrack for this series. I. There the you go. Album. There you go. I'm sure it'll I'm be. I'm even available. loving the opening theme now. It'll be available at all good record stores. I'm sure, sir. Or on your. Is such a thing anymore? Yeah, on on. <laughs> your, on your, not your, online. I mean, actual stores. Well, DJ oh, no. Dr. Squee is going to be playing it. They do records now. Go, They've got then. HMVs just opened up. In, uh, oh, no, in records are back in now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah so that, that's pretty much all the... the well, we'll get to the the end bit in a minute. I'm just seeing if the 
any other little bits we've not. Oh, um, when Picard comes round, so this is where we get Talon's admission that, you know, well, you know, I've seen inside your brain, so I'll show you my pointy ear, because uh, that's balances. Well, Did it for me anyway. Society, that's probably quite erotic. Yeah, but actually, yeah, you're probably right for <laughs> how proud of secrets Romulans are. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll show you a little secret. And it, was just a, it was such a weird thing. Of like, That was a weird moment because it was like, uh, yeah, because if I shape them like this, they're like this for a week. It's, what? I no, eight, hours. eight hours. Which eight I, hours, whatever it is. I you know feel I mean. like that's so specific that that's got to be a plot point somewhere. Oh, I like They've, that. They're going to have to uncloak something that they need to hide. Or so, there's got to be something of well, if we do it now, we won't be able to hide it again for eight hours. Or maybe they've got to stop the police finding La Serena for eight hours. Or I don't know something, but there's something iffy about it. The specificity of eight hours, anyway. Um, All I can think of is, hey, La Serena, aye. Aye, good one, yeah. Los, oh, I will try and think of the name of the band, but the loads the two of two old pubs. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so this is when we get Picard realises we're going to take the fight to Q. And... Yeah, that was a bit badass of him, wasn't it? Yeah, he's like, right, yeah, okay. He, well, he put the pieces together, didn't he? He's sort of like, why is he coming to me in, this late in my life? Mm. It needs something from it. Yeah. Why has he been fixated about me for so long? Mm. I cannot wait for him to call Q on that and to actually get a bit of power over Q and then for Q to completely floor him again with his emotional stuff. So they've both got to face their own... Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, there's definitely a showdown coming, isn't there, between oh, the two of them? It's going to be so satisfying. But so the fact that you've kept them apart, I think... Well, I don't know. Maybe there is a reason of kind of scheduling with John Delancey or just not wanting to pay him extra money. But there seems to be definitely Q light. And if it's in service of them having an ultimate showdown yeah. where they've been kept apart for so long, that could be really well I think, I, I'm, I think that's the way we're going. I mean, it certainly feels like it. And I love the fact that Picard goes, you know, Talon says, well, I can't do it. But then he's like, well, wait a minute, there's somebody else... I know and, someone who can. Yeah, and I was like, finally, we're going to find out what the and Q thing is. And we kind of do, which it's more than we've ever had before anyway in terms of it. Like, we find out they had a cold war with each other. Yeah. That they came to some sort of peace and uh, the Elorians can summon the Q. And this got a bit mumbo-jumbo-y, let's I be just love the fact we got Return of the... Yes, yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that very much. But that's it. That's you know we've had these things, and yeah, every you mean two um, terrifying rabbit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, nasty big pointed teeth. <laughs> Look at the teeth. <laughs> Is that a cute? But the, no, no, it's fine. No, it's just a bloke. <laughs> yeah, every time we we covered Q episodes with Guinan in, we were going on about this saying, you know, we've never got an answer to this. What is it? What is the relationship? Yeah. yeah. And we finally get something. As I say, I'm not it veers into the wishy-washy mumbo jumbo side with, well, well, we cat we literally catch time in a bottle and then we drink it. And it it to me, that's 
that's the Alorian's religious take on what's going on. But what's actually yeah. happened is basically it's an agreement. If you summon us, we will come. Well, it's a bit like in Voyager when um, the Doctor explains what a mind meld is. Yeah. And the Vulcans have it as mumbo-jumbo. Yeah, that, that's what yeah. I think's going they on They don't here. put any scientific thing on, on the mind meld. No. All. It's all... The only thing I would say is that I kind of don't want to know. I know what you guys are saying, but it's like, for me, there's no story that they would tell that's greater than what my imagination's done. Oh, I'm happy. It's been so long that if you tie it up too well... It's just not going to be a satisfying. No, I, There's nothing you can write. I'm happy if it's left here. Just yeah. the fact that yeah, we've got I, that little I, I, bit I'm of history We've got now. a bit of an answer. The Alorians had a cold war with the Q Continuum. She refers to them as denizens of the Q Continuum. Yeah, that was like, I'm not going to call them a god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah. And, I can and we can summon the Q. Uh, but, but they can't apparently. So And if well, you try and summon them, it will fuck up your bar and all your glasses. Is this though? We were talking about, you know, his Q losing his powers, whatever. I'm I, thinking it's because Q's losing his powers. I, I I'm think thinking it's anything to do with Yeah, I think it's that there may literally be no Q's left. The yeah. the continuum might have gone. Ooh. So, I mean, and you know... Like, I, sorry, I've got no more than... Ooh. I still think this is a big thing that Q needs Picard mm. to do something to save the Q. Yeah. And that's why the interest has been there all along. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at or all. There's some, or there's something he's done... There's do you know something what? he's done that's caused the Q. Mm. Do you know so, what? There, There is... Um, I don't know. There, there is just such a thing this series of Picard has done for me. Like, I love it. It's so good, so well-structured. We've said it before, and I think it's still on track to possibly be the greatest series of Star Trek ever from beginning to end as a whole piece. Possibly. And it makes me so nervous that they might fuck it up at some point. I can't see it. But just can no. you imagine if they totally screwed up the ending and it's like, oh, it would be so painful. It would day. be. It, it would be the anti-discovery. No show has ever fucked up an ending before, has it? No. Definitely, no, no, definitely no Star Trek show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Riker says end program <laughs> and that's... Um, then the... Police person turns up and they have CCTV, well. but and you. Oh, I love the folksy like run on. You know he's winding them up. You know he's going to be something more. But they play it out for minutes where he's they just do. talking bullshit. I love that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, the guy's trying with them. But oh, it's great. But yeah. it's, so you're not the space types? No, we are not. Yeah, the look Picard gives him, like no, um. <laughs> Yes, but the theory, which you may well have read by this point, but Elliot, tell us where we've seen this chap before. You mean this one behind me? That's the, the red one. Herring. You yeah. mean the um, the guy from uh, Relativity? That's the one from the twenty ninth century. That's it. Yeah. So you know, in you know, in Relativity, where the cap where Captain Braxton's going back and back in seven and nine, oh, yeah, catching him. He's the other officer on the ship who's uh, sent seven of nine oh, back. Oh, nice. Oh, if he's playing the same... <laughs> well, oh, well, they've got to be doing I, the same character. They can't... Like, they, like, why would you bring the same actor back to play to a different fuck character? With us, to fuck with us, because these no, guys are really good. That. But... Oh, it would be a pretty nice prank. But because, the, I'm not going to lie. But people are saying, well, there's no way Picard can get out of this now because they've got all the footage and everything. 
but they haven't if this is actually a temporal agent who's intervening. <laughs> yeah. Also, as they sort of like played it off, it's like, oh, it's just a glare of the light. You know, just you can, oh, you can get anything can be fake these like, days. Like we can we can literally do that exact special effect with 2022 special effects. So imagine what they can do in 2024. So oh, there you go. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so yes. I mean, we've got to acknowledge the theory. It could be the time agent. If he's not, yeah. he's not. But it, it would be majorly trolling fits, if he's it not. Fits, it fits right. Because, like, we've got three episodes to go. Do we really need another prison break? Because we've had that with Rio. No, we don't. We don't. Can Unless I just check they do few Fast and Furious. But it makes sense for him to be coming back from relativity as time police. Because Picard has come back in time and he's altering and there's stuff yeah. all sorts happening now. Can I also, though, throw in three things? If this is a bluff, then it's not by accident. The writers know who they no, are. No, it's deliberate trolling. And, and if they are doing that, then they'll go to something better. I, I actually just believe in this. If they are going, doing right. that, they're going somewhere down. <laughs> if they've done that, I bet they'll do something even better. Like yeah. I think they have. They wouldn't screw with us without something even better planned. And thirdly, if you do have a prison break, though, there's another uh, Star Trek Four moment that you could have when they break out Chekhov. So there is that. I'm just saying that would be very fun. Mm, yeah. I could do with a Chekhov prison break of like, um, oh, Picard, what year is this? What rank are you? You know, they, they could yeah, 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 come with those yeah. lines. It would be great. Yeah, I, I think... I think. Oh, it's the nuclear red, war West I think it's a red herring that was thrown in at the end. Yeah. I mean, FBI. Yeah, I, I mean... I'm happy to go with it whichever way. I mean, I'm pretty sure we'll find out that element at least next week. But um... See, now we know that, though. I, I air towards that probably is where the, the way they're going. I think that these writers are too savvy to have, or this um, production crew, to have accidentally hired this guy. Yeah, to hire the same guy to play a different character. No, like, you might hire, Unless someone, it's the ultimate you might hire someone to play the same character because... For different reasons, like what we've got our third Kirk coming up. Yeah, we and the, we had two Braxtons as well. You mentioned yeah. him before. Yeah, we did. But to hire this, I know that they've done it where with Jeffrey Coombs, etc., has played lots of different ones. But there's no reason no. to hire someone like this to come in as this FBI agent. Oh, Jeffrey Coombs has played so many characters. He's playing me right now. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty good. Um, yeah. Though, talking about trolling with casting and stuff, um, we all remember what happened in WandaVision where Pietro turned up and it was the guy from the X-Men films and the internet exploded for a week and then it turned out it was all just set up for a Boner joke so it was some lad called Boner and that, that were that. Yeah, that was so, disappointing. Yeah, that I was don't think that's these writers. I th- no, but <laughs> Again, we, we said that... Red- we said that about the WandaVision writers. We were like, there's no way. In fact, I think there's me and you talking on a podcast about how we felt there's no way they yeah. do that. I, oh, no, I will give you that. But I'm just saying, I think this is better ri- written than WandaVision, more consistently yeah. written. Yes, I think And I so. love WandaVision. I still, even with... The yes, I know. I've, I've, I've gotten I still love it. it. But this is better. I don't. I think if it is a red herring, it's perfectly done so they can mislead you on something else they put Yeah, in. I would hope so, Yeah. Well, well, I don't think it is. I think it's going to be that. We'll find out next week, hopefully, when we'll be back to talk about that one. 
Uh, in the meantime, you can tweet us at RetrekPod. You can email us, RetrekPod at gmail.com. You can come and join us on Facebook. You can watch these videos to your heart's content on YouTube, as well as Retrek Model Studios, where Elliot's working on... What are you working on at the minute, Elliot? Uh, X, the X-Wing. Um, Still the X-Wing. hoping to get a video out on Friday. Excellent. All I've got to do is add weathering powders onto the wings and... Awesome. And oh, that's a big chunk of it finished. <laughs> Dr. Squee, have we got a Dr. Squee show coming up? Yes, I took a couple of weeks off for, for various reasons. Uh, but yeah, uh, this next one we're going to do, I'm going to have uh, my friend John Davey, who plays a lot of the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. creatures. He's a creature performer. He plays a lot of the monsters from Doctor Who, and he's been in Star Wars, loads of other stuff. And uh, he's going to be talking about the latest episode of Doctor Who, which he was in, which, like, he was great. Like, the, the monster work was oh, fantastic. the monster work was excellent, excellent. yeah. Um, and I'll probably um, pull out. Uh, I was thinking of pairing it up with the David Marciano interview, which I did a little oh, while ago, nice. which has never featured on um, on uh, the Doctor Squeeze show. Every Tuesday, sw20radio.co.uk, uh, 6 pm to 8 pm. And yes. uh, more exciting than all of that, though, Jim, what are we doing this weekend? What are we doing this weekend? Well, this weekend, as this goes out, we're off to see. Uh, a friend of ours in, what's the circus called? It's a circus. I've forgotten the name of the circus, but we should give them a shout out, really, shouldn't we, actually? Give the name of the circus. So talk amongst yourselves while I access my emails. <laughs> so we're, we're going to meet up. What's the circus? Uh, we usually meet up at the Sci-Fi Weekender, yep. pretty much where this podcast was born, really, us meeting. So that's yeah. how this podcast came about. So our spiritual home is SW, uh, SW20, S, uh, Sci-Fi Weekender, which we usually meet up every year, but because it's been cancelled due to COVID for the last two years, we thought we'd go and meet up in Nottingham and see a circus. And it's the James Richards Circus, if you want to check that out. It's um, not just doing Nottingham. They're doing loads and loads of places, uh, but that's where we're going to be this weekend. Yeah, if you're in Nottingham this Saturday, though, do hit us up. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Come and tell us. In fact, we'll be able to talk about the next episode then. We'll have already seen We'll it. have already seen the next episode. <laughs> so oh, shall we just get a tape recorder out? Just piss Oh, yeah, we'll do it when we've had a few. We've been thinking of doing actually a drunk episode. Yeah, we keep threatening to do the pub episode where we talk about yeah. uh, Fairhaven, don't we? But yeah. we'll um, yeah, wonder. Yeah, we we'll do that this weekend. And do you realise... Vicky coming? Uh, Vicky, I think so. Yeah, Vicky's uh, been a member of Retrek. She has indeed. Through during lockdown. Yeah. Do you know though what we've missed out on? We've missed out on for for four twenty getting high while we're talking talking about Star Trek. <laughs> the only thing we were high on this week was the episode Monster, which was. Great. It's all right. What I'll do is when I upload this file, I'll do it at double speed, so it'll sound like we're high. <laughs> anyway, we'll slow it down. Even better. Amen. <laughs> so thanks for trekking with us this time. We'll see you next time on the retrack. Thank you. Bye bye. <laughs>